This market has been crazy and we're going to be breaking it down. Why? What's the current state of the market and how you should be thinking about it, how you should be looking at it and what skills you're going to need to survive. Let's get into it. You're listening to the Money, Markets and Mindset podcast, where it's all about learning how to have your money work hard for you instead of you working hard for it. And now your host, stock market coach and options trader, Jason Brown. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Money Markets and Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, stock market coach and real money options trader, Jason Brown. How's everybody doing out there? Because we have a crazy market. And um, when I say crazy, we talked about this inside of our group coaching session inside of Power Trades University with our members that the market right now is just, I mean, it's up big one day or two days, then it's down big two days in a row, then back up big two days in a row. I mean, literally, you're getting whipsawed. You don't know whether to go bullish or go bearish, especially if you're brand new to trading, brand new to investing, and brand new to managing your own money, but have no fear. Jason Brown is here. <laughs> That's what I'm here to do is help guide you through this whole crazy mess. And so I want to really just have a conversation, which this will be an interesting conversation because you can't talk back to me, but we'll just have a one-way conversation from my mouth to your ears about the market and what's going on right now. And so I had a conversation with one of the members. I won't say his name because I want the members to feel their conversations can be confidential. So this member said, and he knows who he is if he's listening, but he said something that I thought was very interesting and that was very timely for our discussion about where we're at in the current market environment. We had some put options and we were talking, basically saying like, dude, our put options are working. We're making money from stocks falling. And he said, I hate bear markets even when I have put options and we're making money to the downside. And I'm thinking, okay, where'd that come from? <laughs> like, how come? And he said, which now makes more sense because I'm not in that world. He said, you know, my 401k, you just watch it get destroyed and there's nothing you can do about it. And I thought, wow, that is so true. If you have a 401k, when the only way you make money in your 401k is by stock, by buying low and selling high, really. I mean, you, you, you know, you buy stocks over the course of your life of working at your job and you hope that when you go to retire, that the cumulative price of all those stocks is more, I shouldn't say more expensive, is higher than when you bought it. So you can sell for profit. Now, some may be lower, some may be higher, but you hope the net difference is, you know, positive or more than what you paid into the account. Plus you get your match from your employer, right? But there is a side of that story that's like the match could be at risk as well if every time they match, the stock market is going down. So it's like, you put in $10, they put in $10. Nobody matches 50%, but I'm just using that as an example. You put in 10, uh, they put in 10, that would be a 100% match, but you put in 10, they put in 10. 
So you buy a stock that is $20, but the market's going down. So now it's worth 18. And then you look up in six months, the stock is now worth 10. You basically lost 50% or you gave back the entire match. But the whole thought process, right, is that, you know, long term in 30 to 40 years, it'll come back, whatever the case may be. But that's not the point. The point is I don't have a 401k because I don't I don't work for anyone. And so I have an IRA, an individual retirement account. And so in that individual retirement account, I am able to sell options against the stock that I do own. I'm able to buy put options inside that retirement account. And it just made me realize that I have way more choices after speaking with him than the average person. And sometimes you wonder why the average person can't get ahead. But it's like, man, the average person that is just relying on someone else to manage it for them, they don't even have the same tools that you have when you take the leap to manage it for yourself or at least learn how this entire game works. And so the the state that we're in as far as it relates to the stock market, the current state of the market is a state of high volatility and a state of uncertainty. I mean, we've never been in a time where everything is coming. Well, we, we're in the information age. So I think the biggest thing that's different is that information is flying so quickly. And so that leads me to say that we've never been in a time where the president can just pick up his phone and send a tweet and send markets down. The president could just pick up his phone and say, I'm, I'm slapping on tariffs. And that information is flying so quickly that the market can literally be up literally one minute and the next minute be down really big. And that same president can pick up his phone and tweet and say, China called me and we're having great discussions again. And you don't know if China really called him or not. No one knows. We don't know. Did China really call him? Last time he said China called him and they had a great discussion. It ended with China saying they backed out of some uh, deals with respect to the trade negotiations and they're not going to buy as many crops from us and all this stuff. So you, you, you're like, can I really trust what the president says? You know, what's what's his what is his understanding of we had a great conversation because China could have said, hey, man, screw you. Uh, increase tariffs. We're going to increase tariffs. And the president will come back on and be like, I had a great conversation with my friend, President Xi, and uh, things are going well. You know, they really want to make a deal. <laughs> and I'm not being funny. I really believe that happens. I believe China is probably telling him, go kick rocks. And then he comes back and says, oh, yeah, talk to him. Everything's going well. <laughs> I think they want a deal. <laughs> and so next thing you know, you get hit with a tweet that says tariffs are being increased and the market gets sent down. And so we're in this state of massive uncertainty. And one of the things I was telling the members is that this is not the time to become a hero. And so what is a hero? A hero is a person that thinks super short term. So it's only about three months left, four months left uh, of the year. And a hero tries to come in and they say, I'm going to make 
all of my money in these next four months or I'm going to maybe they lost some money in the beginning of the year and they want to make all of it back plus some in the next four months. And so what happens is you come in with your cape and your goggles and you're excited and you believe that you're going to do what you couldn't do all year long. You're going to now do it in four months. And that's that short term thinking. And you're going to do it in an uncertain market where tweets are flying. Trade is uncertain. The Fed is lowering rates, raising rates. Um, all kind of stuff is going on. There's fears of a recession, which we'll talk about that in a second. And so a hero thinks they're going to just do the miraculous thing. And it's always going to be successful. And it's going to happen in the shortest amount of time, which is the next four months. And typically that person ends up blowing up their account. And the mindset that you need to have in this market right now is you either have to be long term, six, 12 months down the road, you have to be looking at your investments, your trades like that, or you have to be super short term. And I'm going to give you a third what you have to be or you have to be super short term. Literally, if you like day trading, this is this market is a day traders heaven because there is so much up and down volatility. You could jump in and out of things every single day and potentially make a pretty decent profit or pretty decent living. The enemy to a day trader is stagnation. Like a day trader doesn't like when the market isn't moving. But for a day trader, when it's up big one day, down big one day, it's easy to jump in and kind of catch a spread and catch some profits if you're day trading. So you got to be super short term and day trading, which for me, that's not my thing. I don't like sitting in front of the computer all day long trying to catch 50 cents, 20 cents, 30 cents, a dollar. Or you have to be super long term and say, what are good companies that once this blows over and it will because nothing lasts forever. What are some good companies that once this blows over? Well, number one, what are some good companies that aren't exposed to China and tariffs and they don't even do business in China or they don't get their you know, product from China? It's not manufactured over China. And then what are those companies that are also going to do well once this is over? Meaning once this blows over, they're going to return back to normal and people are going to pour into those accounts with money because this may be an opportunity to buy some of those stocks. I don't want to use the word at discount um, because they're trading according to the fear that's in the market, but definitely at a lower price than what it would be once everything is okay and if and when business returns to normal. Now, the third type of trader or person you need to be or way you need to be looking at this market is you have to be an options trader in this market. And the reason I say you have to be an options trader, because if you can only buy stock, you know, I'm just going to buy stock. Well, you only make money from the stock going higher if you just buy stock. And right now, stocks are going lower. Then they're going higher. Then they're going lower the next day. So it's all over the place. But for the most part, stocks are going down. And so by being able to trade options, you're able to, especially right now, we got put options on and they are working beautiful, which means as the stock falls, we make money. Now, to some people that may be foreign, but uh, we got a free training if you want to learn a little bit more about that on the main page of our website, thebrownreport.com. Just sign up for our options trading training. And it's actually called 
how to make money from stocks even when they're falling. And that's why we came up with that title, because I know some people look at that and say, oh, yeah, right. How can you make money when stocks are falling? But you can do that with put options. And we did a whole series on cause and put options. So I'm not going to break down what a put option is here, but you can go back and listen to some of those episodes so you can better understand what call options and put options are. The other thing you can do is you can sell options against your stock. And so you can kind of get paid for waiting as stocks start to fall in this market. You can bring in some money, some premium, some insurance is what I like to call it while you wait for the dust to settle in this market. So we got a market that's full of uncertainty. You're either going to be day trading super short term or you're going to be looking for good companies to buy and hold for a little bit of a longer term period. So that way, when things return back to normal, you can, you know, have a portfolio of stocks you like, even though they may be doing bad right now. Or you're not just sitting on the sidelines, scratching your head or complaining. You're trading options and you're actually making money throughout all of this madness. So I choose to do both. I have a long-term account where I'm picking up some stuff that I like long-term. I'm also selling options against the stock that I own. And then I'm also in my short-term account doing some short-term trades. I'm doing, I'm buying some put options, making money from stuff falling, which is weird sometimes to look at a stock and root for it to go down. You're like, yes, fall, fall. Oh, it's down. It's down. Can it go down some more? Sometimes it feels un-American to root for a company to you're not rooting for the company to fail. You're just rooting for the stock to fail, at least for right now, um, while you got some put options in it. Okay. And so in this market, let's talk about some headlines, some topics that are rocking the market that are pushing things lower, or that is bubbling the fear up. So we talked a little bit about tariffs, but why are tariffs so important to the market? And that, that, that should be the question you're asking yourself. Like, what's the big deal with all these tariffs? And so the big deal with the tariffs is that when they impose a tariff, when the president opposes a tariff on a country, that means everything that we bring in from that country, we're essentially paying a tax. So if the president says there's a 10% tariff, Everything that Apple brings in from when you look at the back of your phone, it says made in China. Okay, that means all of those phones that come in are now have a 10 percent penalty or tax on them. So if Apple, if it costs, you know, Apple five hundred dollars to make it over there and they bring it back over here, just just say every phone now costs Apple maybe fifty dollars more. And so if it costs Apple $50 more, at least right now, Apple may just eat that $50. But what does eating it mean? It means that they're losing 50 on every phone. So if they import a million phones, they just lost $50 million. And so when they report earnings, they now are going to be 50. They're going to report a cost increase of $50 million. That cost didn't do anything for them. That wasn't research and development. That wasn't cost of, you know, trying to figure out how to make the product better. Nothing. It wasn't warranty work. That wasn't uh, an expense for hiring more people. It's basically $50 million that just went up in the air and went up in smoke. 
and the company just has to eat it. Now, what happens when the president says, you know what? We don't like the way things are going. We're increasing tariffs to 20%. Now Apple starts to say, whoa, 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 whoa. We, was, we, was, we were willing to eat the first 50 million, right? But now that it's up to 20%, that's $100 million. And so maybe they work with their suppliers and say, we'll eat half of that. You eat half of that, right? So now the supplier's making less, Apple's making less. Well, there comes a point where the fear, the big fear on the horizon is that we may go into a recession. Well, why would we go into a recession? Well, if this trade war doesn't get resolved, at some point, Apple is going to say, we need to slow down on hiring people. We may even need to lay some people off. Now, that may be the extreme, but maybe before they lay some people off or stop hiring, maybe they had plans to launch a new phone and they don't want to launch it yet because they don't want to pay tariffs on getting it imported. Maybe they had some new things that they were going to invest in, like virtual reality, um, maybe some new voice recognition system. But now they're like, well, let's not invest in voice recognition or maybe they were going to work on an autonomous Apple vehicle because they're losing a hundred million dollars to tariffs. That's just going up in smoke, going nowhere. And again, I'm using that as an example. They're not going to, maybe they were going to invest a hundred million dollars in this new headquarters, a hundred million dollars in this new project to figure out autonomous driving with Siri. But now they're not willing to do that because they're not willing to do that. Guess what starts to happen? Those are jobs that were going to be created that are no longer going to be created. And then the second half of that is not only do they not move forward with some new initiatives and some new things that they wanted to move forward with, what happens when they start to roll back what they already have? What happens if they start to lay off some Apple engineers? What happens if they start to lay off some store employees and different things like that? Well, then what happens is as people get laid off, what what do you, what's the number one thing that people do when they are scared? They, they, they clench up. They, 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 if you have money in your hand, you start holding on to it tightly. You don't go shopping anymore. You don't go splurging on the dinner. You don't go buy the new car. You don't go buy or build the new house that you were going to build. You say, ah, let's wait, uh, honey, because things at work are kind of rocky. A couple guys just got laid off. I might be next. And so just the fear of being laid off will stop people from spending the same way that the fear of a recession will stop companies from investing, will stop companies from lending money and will start to cause stocks to go down. Even though you may be sitting at home saying nothing has changed yet for me. Everything's fine. Work is good. I'm not sure what the big deal about the tariffs is all about. Well, the markets are forward thinking. So the market isn't thinking about today. The market is thinking about if this continues for the next 6, 12, 18 months, all the things I just laid out are a possibility of what can happen. Companies, again, start, stop investing. Not only do they stop investing, they start um, incurring an expense on their earnings report that doesn't go to benefit anything. And then the companies may not saying they will for sure, but then they start laying people off. They start laying people off. What happens? People stop spending money. People start getting scared. People start holding on to their savings. 
And then when money locks up and money is not circulating, that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. It's like we just did a landscaping project at our house. But if we were fearful that money was kind of coming out of circulation, things were drying up, we might have been like, "Mm, let's not do this landscaping project right now. Maybe we'll wait till next year. Right. So what does that do to the landscaper? He doesn't have as much business. Then winter comes and he doesn't have enough money to make it through winter. He may even go out of business. So these are like the cause and effects of a recession, fear of a recession, tariffs. Um, all of those things can impact our daily living. And because of that, every time a tweet comes out that tariffs may be increased, the market sells off because it's like, well, that leads to this and this leads to that and that leads to that. And oh, if this continues for that long, look out because that's going to happen next. And so that's why the market is so on edge and the market is so volatile right now, because you don't know whether to launch your new product if it's made in China, because you're like, this is a five year commitment to launch this new product. And if he keeps increasing tariffs, we may be locked in now because we didn't set up a new factory over there or we already have a factory over there. Now we're locked in to a 10% increase, which might go to 20, which might go to 30%. So the market is forward looking and concerned about these events. So the good news for you, what's the good news in all this? The good news for you is if you're not involved in the stock market, particularly options trading, this is a good time to learn because you never want to feel like you don't have any options. You never really want to feel like you have no choices. You just, like my buddy said, he just hates a bear market, even when he has puts, because in his 401k, he just has no choices other than to sit and watch his money decline because you can't deploy these strategies in the 401k account. So you never want to just feel helpless and like you have no strategies, which is why it's important to learn how the market works and then learn these strategies. What are call options? What are put options? When are the best times to use them? What type of insurance could I deploy during this time? In fact, what other things could I do to protect my 401k? I'll give you an, well, no, no, I'm not going to go there. There are some things you can do to protect your 401k. Um, but you have to move it out of a 401k and move it over to a qualif- another qualifying plan. Um, but that's, that's for a whole nother episode. But the point is, this is the time to learn if you're not involved with the market, not be scared. Nothing, nothing, you know, nothing. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know if I want to say bothers me, but It trips me up when people say, oh, it's not a good time to invest. The market is scary. Or they say, this is this is exactly why I don't invest. You see the headlines. The Dow Jones was down 500 points today. And I'm thinking, do you think everybody is losing money or only the average people are losing money? Right. Which is probably you working a job with no strategies in your 401k account. And so everybody is not losing money. It is not bad times for everybody. It was just like when the real estate market crashed. Some people got really rich and wealthy during the real estate market crash. And then other people got their credit ruined and their house taken away from them. Why? They had no education. 
Now, when I say no education, I don't mean a formal education. They had no strategic education about real estate, how to invest, how to buy properties and short sell them, how to flip houses. They had no strategies for when the real estate market crashed. The only strategy they had was to walk away from their house and let their credit take a hit and start over. And it's the same thing with the stock market. You never really want to be in a position where you just have no hope, no strategies, and your only game plan is, I guess we just got to wait. I just, I guess we just got to wait it out. But there are some people who are celebrating and making a ton of money, even though the stock market is falling down. And let me let you in on a little secret. They are no special than you. They just know something that you don't know. They just have some strategies that you don't have. And you can put the same thing in place for you and your family. But you got to be willing to learn. So this is a great time to learn and prepare yourself for what's coming. Because if if this president gets reelected, which he might, you know, next year is an election year. If he gets reelected again, who knows, A, how long this trade war can go on? Who knows what the next trade war or tweet is going to look like, what the next issue is going to look like. And so what are you going to do? Not invest for the next four years again? Um, and you have no control over who becomes president or not. And so you do have control over whether you have the strategies, no matter who's the president and no matter if the economy is booming and no matter if the economy is in a recession. So that's the state of the market, ladies and gentlemen. That's the state that we are in. Options traders are having a ball right now. And people who just buy low and sell high, they're having a tough time. So. Get on the other side of education. Uh, if you want to use us as a resource, obviously, we'd love to have you. You're listening to the podcast. Take some of our free trainings or just take the leap and join Power Trades University by going to powertradesuniversity.com and just become a member. Start learning. Start seeing what trades we're doing. Or if you don't resonate with my style, no problem. I'm not for everyone. Uh, find somebody that you trust and that you can understand their teaching style and start to learn these strategies. And anyone who tells you there are no strategies, all you got to do is wait. I want you to turn around and run because that is not your coach and that is not your program. (laughs) If they just say, well, you know, everybody's losing money right now and there's nothing you can do. I'm telling you, I'm not losing money right now. We're up year to date. We're up in some trades right now. And life is pretty good. And I don't, you know, that's why I teach because whether you get involved in this or not doesn't affect me, but sharing this information doesn't affect me either. So why not share it with other people, which is why I like doing these podcasts, videos, and writing courses because I want to see you take control. I don't want to see you just sitting there like you have no options. So that's the state of the market. Find out the state of your life and where you're at. Are you in the phase where you need to learn? Are you in the phase where you need to join uh, a crusade of other people and see what they're doing and kind of walk alongside and get some confidence to be able to do it yourself once you see it enough or see some of the trades that real money option traders are making? That's something that you have to think about and decide. But either way, the stock market isn't going anywhere. Retirement isn't going anywhere. It's something you're going to have to pull your head out of the sand and face anyway. 
So why not start today, right here, right now? I'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Money, Markets, and Mindset podcast. We hope this episode has been educational and inspirational. To learn more about how to have your money work for you inside the stock market, visit www.thebrownreport.com.